What's up, guys? My name is Hyro. Welcome to Hyrophonics Podcast. I have a very special guest today. We have Emma, Banana Warrior Princess. We're going to talk to her about activism, veganism, her vegan journey. So thank you so much for tuning in. Hi, Emma. How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. My pleasure. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Uh, so for the people that don't know who you are, just uh, give us a little brief description of uh, who you are and what is it that you do. Okay, so I have a YouTube channel called Banana Warrior Princess, where I publish videos where I do vegan outreach, activism, talking to strangers on the street about veganism, that kind of thing. And I like to get people thinking about veganism, where they come to their own conclusions, their own logical conclusions about it, rather than forcing my opinions on them and sharing it with the public just to start a conversation about it, basically. And that's what I've been doing for about three years now, I think. Cool. So that's me. Uh, what did you choose uh, Banana Warrior Princess as a name? I chose that name randomly. <laughs> I, set up an in I set up an Instagram account first. Uh, I liked Xena Warrior Princess. I liked that name. And the banana is a vegan bit. And it just kind of stuck with me but i feel like i've grown into the character now <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of relates to me now anyway whereas before it was just like a random name i picked i feel like i am the banana warrior princess now so i love you it definitely <laughs> are i like it it's pretty catchy too thank you um so if you want to start uh first question would be when did you go vegan so it was four and a, about four and a half years ago it's January 2014. Okay. So quite some time now. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a long time, but it it literally is. Like it's nearly five years. So Yeah, time flies actually when you you well, you stop thinking about it and you just automatically don't you just do it, right? You just you just do it, yeah. I just feel so much more vegan now than I did when I first started. I don't know. There's like levels of veganism yep. as the years go on. I don't know how long how long have you been vegan for? Uh, year and a half now. So okay. a April last year. Yeah, literally, I feel so different to how I felt at the beginning about the industry, about my health, about the environment, everything. I just feel totally disconnected from how I used to feel about everything. Like I, I literally think about everything so much more now, whereas before I just kind of thought about things the way that everyone else thinks about things, like how we've been indoctrinated to think about things. So it's kind of opened up more doors for me as the, the years have progressed. I've become yeah. more sort of thinking about logically about other things as well. Yeah, there's definitely so, like a, like a level up every every few months. You level up your experience, your XP on on the vegan uh, journey. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case with everyone, but certainly for myself and my own journey, I feel like I've progressed in my own. I don't know really in in everything. I, I feel like I'm a different person to how I was five years ago. Completely, completely different. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. It's only been a like year and a half for me, but definitely looking back just from knowledge of the industry and all the stuff regarding animals and the way we treat them, even on the way I do outreach and activism too, like 
from at the beginning, obviously everybody, and I like, I see it a lot and I felt it like you, you're really angry because you just, you want to stop it now. You want everybody to like, just change right now. And, and you think almost when you start getting some information, you're like, you think that just by going to your, your family, you're going to be like, Oh, this, 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 this. And they're like, Oh my God. Yeah. I'm vegan now too. But no, yeah. never the case. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. You just, you, you feel like you've got the information. People are just going to instantaneously accept what you're going to say, because it just makes sense. It makes so much sense to you. Yeah. And when you first go vegan, you just have that pure emotional reaction to it that connect that's where you make the connection once you make the connection like everything just falls into place and everything makes sense and you just feel oh yeah of course everyone else is going to make that same connection too like i did it doesn't happen like that <laughs> and it was very yeah it's very hard to cope with it at first yeah it's like taking the a blindfold that you've had all your life and then you just anywhere you look you just see the screwed up stuff that is happening and you're like how are people not like aware and like I'm telling you about it how you're not making the connection so it, it is very frustrating at the beginning for sure yeah and especially was for someone like me because like I said I was very different person back then mm-hmm. I was into a lot of partying and a lot of drink and drugs and that kind of stuff back then uh to overcompensate overcompensate for my uh, my shyness and things like that. So when I first went vegan, I didn't really know how to cope with it, with my personality type. I didn't know how to talk to people about it because I was just really scared (laughs) about talking about it. So that kind of made me go even more into my own head, into my own world at first. Um, but then eventually I kind of, uh, found coping mechanisms like my YouTube channel, for instance, to kind of cope with that which has really helped over the yeah. years so, yeah you're expressing yeah. your emotions and your feelings exactly i feel like i can express myself now better yeah yeah it's definitely an, an outlet i found i found that too at the beginning like you kind of suppress all those feelings and yeah. if you have somebody as vegan and and that you know as a friend or partner whatever it is it helps because then you can talk about it like i was lucky that with my ex-girlfriend we went vegan at the same time so we were kind of the support but it was very difficult dealing with all my old friends and people that I like. I went to school with. They yeah. they didn't understand. They're like, "Oh, he went crazy. He joined this vegan cult now." Like, blah blah blah. Yeah, that was hard too. I didn't exactly lose friends. It wasn't as if they all of a sudden didn't speak to me. But it kind of they kind of faded away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was okay because I met new friends and had a new circle of influence and you know so that was good in the end you know so yeah yeah definitely yeah like i I still stay in contact with some some just kind of didn't even want to deal with it but definitely yeah like making new vegan friends it almost felt like i just i gained a new family especially like i know it's a little different in toronto the community is very active and it's pretty big and it's always growing so it might be a little easier like in my sense like it is very easy to reach out to somebody that understands exactly how you feel if you're having a down day like whatever it is you can just reach out to somebody so for sure yeah i think that's important as well when you first go vegan is to have that support network and that community there Mm -hmm. and we have that now these days with things like the vegan 22 challenge which people can do there was nothing like that when i first went vegan other than the veganuary challenge which is just 
once a year every January and it's just it's changed so much from when I first went vegan it's I love talking about it to people when I do my activism and explaining where how how different it was back then and mm -hmm. how easy it is now and how lucky people are because of all the resources we now have yeah for sure so yeah um do you want to tell us uh why did you go vegan what was that what it what what did you watch what was the turning point in your life that made you decide to go vegan yes it's very hard to pinpoint the things leading up to it which made me decide to do it mm -hmm. um there was a few things and i can't quite pinpoint what it was it was just a culmination of everything there was a time where I was watching a lot of YouTube videos by this YouTuber called Elliot Hulse. I don't know if you know of him. No. He is like a fitness guru, come psychology kind of, he loves psychology and all this kind of stuff. And he made a video about doing a vegan cleanse in, in January, like a detox. Mm -hmm. And that sort of planted the seed in my mind. I was like, okay, I want to, do that in January as well. I want to detox because I don't want to, I want to cleanse myself of all the alcohol and all the shit that I was eating to feel better about myself. Um, so, and he isn't vegan. So that was a non-vegan <laughs> planting oh, the seed for me to go vegan. Um, and then leading up to that, I educated myself about what I was going to eat and things like that for the month. And whilst I was doing that, I decided okay, if I actually enjoy the food and if I can get into it, then I'm going to think about whether I want to continue this after the month. So what I what I did was I set myself a challenge for a week. I thought I'm going to just eat vegan for a week. Mm -hmm. And in that week, I felt so good. Like my energy levels, I just felt amazing. I was eating so much fruit and fresh fruit and vegetables in that week. I decided, right, I'm going to educate myself now. And I watched Earthlings. I watched a couple of other documentaries prior to that saying that you should watch earthlings because you'll make the connection. I was like, what is this, this thing's the connection. I don't want to, I was scared. I thought if I make the connection, that means I'll be vegan for the rest of my life and I won't get to eat <laughs> tasty meat and cheese anymore. <laughs> yep. But um, yeah, I'll, within the first five minutes of watching that documentary, I was in absolute just tears of, I just felt so guilty and so ashamed of myself that um just thought, okay, well, I'm just gonna have to be vegan now. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so I just went vegan overnight. Nice. Um, yeah, that's my my vegan story. <laughs> yeah, I for guess. me, yeah. for me it was um uh I was doing an internship for my photography before I finished school and I was given, there was a protest outside of Loblaws here in Toronto supermarket, and I was given a flyer. I left it on my table. I was going through finals, so didn't look into it much. But then that weekend, I went to see my girlfriend, and um, she she somehow got into the rabbit hole of YouTube. So all week prior to that, she's like, oh, my God, you got to watch this. you got to watch this. I'm like, okay, on the weekend, I'll, I'll, I'll put in the time. And then we watched uh, Cowspiracy, What the Hell, and Forks Over Knives, like back to back to back. And then we just kind of finished watching that. We looked at each other and like, so vegan now? I'm like, yeah. Uh, I give up meat a year prior to that. Uh, 
because I met a cow at a sanctuary. Um, it wasn't like a farm sanctuary. It's like it's a dog one, but they had a couple calves they rescued. And I got out of the car and like petted one of the cows and something like just went in my head. And I'm like, shit, I'm like, I'm not eating meat again. Like I felt so shitty. And then we didn't know any better. So we continued vegetarian for a year until we watched those three documentaries on a weekend. And then overnight, same thing. I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm vegan now. And then three days after that, I watched Earthlings and I'm like, OK, I need to do activism. Oh, wow. Straight away to activism. Yeah, literally yeah. like sec second week of, of going vegan, we went to our first uh, chicken vigil. And I see that as a pattern these days of a lot of people that go vegan these days. They get straight into activism, mm -hmm. which is amazing. That's a reoccurring theme that I see over and over again. So that's fascinating yeah. to me. Like That yeah, just shows good. you the change, the progression, how far we've come. Yeah, it's good. People, it's it. The movement is growing so fast, and yeah, every time I go to a vigil, there's like new faces, and it's it makes you feel good. And you get a lot of people bringing non-vegans, and then after literally one vigil, they're like, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna try." Like I, I didn't know. There's there's something very powerful of people actually bear witnessing for sure. Absolutely. Um, okay, so next question: uh, When did you start your YouTube, and why? So I started YouTube, I guess it was 2015, but I didn't really put very much content out really mm -hmm. until 2016, where I started to do my street interviews. Um, prior to that, it was just, you know, like a few recipe videos and what I eat in a day and that kind of thing. Okay. I started it because I just needed an outlet I needed somewhere that I could, like, I didn't really have many vegan friends at all. And I just needed some way of expressing myself. Because uh, I am, I like to be creative and stuff like that. So I, I needed an outlet and that's why I started it. Um, but then I didn't really get into it until I, until I started doing, asking people questions in the street. And then I, yeah, it kind of progressed from there, really. What made you What made you want to start doing the the street interviews? It was just a way to get better about talking about veganism because I always struggled talking about it before. I didn't know how to do it. I kind of taught myself um, how to do it because I thought to myself, how would I want to be talked to if I wasn't vegan about this subject? Like, what's the best way to do it? And I just thought, well, the best way is just to ask people questions and don't assume things of them. Just ask them about their own belief system and how their belief system compares like with reality and stuff like that to get them towards the logical conclusion of veganism. But I wanted to do it in a way that wasn't confrontational, that wasn't going to make them argue back and stuff like that. I, I wanted it to be like a nice interaction. So I I always had, I always have like an intention in my mind what I want the outcome to be and how I want the interaction, the interaction to be. Mm -hmm. And that is just like a friendly conversation. Because I think That's... that gets people thinking a lot more into it rather than double downing on their, oh, you know, like I'm never going to give up eating meat because yeah. what you've told me. <laughs> 
Was there uh, someone that inspired you to to do street interviews, or was that just your decision? Joey, Joey Carbstrong. Carbstrong, okay. Sure, yeah, one hundred percent. Yes, he was yeah. the one that inspired me. I started watching his videos way, way back. Um, probably, yeah, like two thousand and fifteen. I started watching his videos just as he was starting to do the the street outreach. Like Joey versus the public, okay, yeah. number one, <laughs> and I just love, I just love him so much. Like he's just, he just, he's so bold, but he gets away with talking to people, so, not in an aggressive way, but just really without any fear. No bullshit. I mean? Yeah, no right. bullshit. Yeah, he talks to people as if they're his friends, yep. or, or as if you would with a brother or sister. Look. Like, I'm not going to bullshit you. This is what's happening. <laughs> and I just love that about him. And I just wanted to replicate that, but in my own kind of style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He I was definitely a big inspiration for me too. Uh, he, I think, I think we found James Aspie first, like his videos and then Joey and then earthly Ned, but Joey was the one that I kind of related the most because of the way he handles himself. It's like, kind of reminded me of some of my friends just yeah no bullshit just straight to your face get to the point uh and then after after i did that first vigil uh or my second vigil actually some dude got out of his car and he was like just talking shit to me yelling insulting me he was telling the driver around this piece of shit over he was just being one of those guys but i i i kind of thought of joy and like i i stayed cool i stayed respectful and then he ended up giving me a shout out on Facebook about that video. He's like, oh, look at this guy a month in and he's already doing activism. So that like motivated me even more to I'm like, okay, I'm doing something that is good. And like people in the community are appreciating it. And yeah, he, I, I love Joey as well. Like he's, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, he is mine. He's a, he's a legend. He is a legend. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's, he's not just inspired me to, to do it, but countless of as well like you say like yourself mm -hmm. um like people like ed as well so yeah earthly ned just has that it's it that's a good thing that at least we have different a lot of contrast and like different ways of people doing their activism like you have james Aspie, which is i don't know he he has this like more of a big presence in a in a way in the community Joey is kind of like the the badass in there, and then Earthly Ned yeah. is like the sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I met I met Ed uh, uh, a few weeks ago. He was here in Toronto doing the bear witnessing with us uh, at the cow vigils and stuff. And yeah, it's like when he starts talking, just like everybody is just like <laughs> surrounds him, and it's like everybody's almost like just captivated by the way he speaks and and he oh we attended his workshop which was really really inspirational as well like really really good yeah absolutely ed is such a good public speaker as well yeah very very good so you've is done, joey so is james you've done videos with with earthling ned right yeah back in the day yeah yeah the, the early days we used to go out to trafalgar square and camden town yeah nice. this is do some videos together yeah that was it's interesting to see what we were like back then compared to what we're like now mm -hmm. it's, it's it's been a journey yeah we're, ed's progressed so much like i'm so proud of him like 
I, I've I've known him from the start since he started yeah. his channel, and I got in contact with him <clears throat> when he was he did uh, thirty excuses in thirty days to start his channel. Mm-hmm. Every single day, he's putting a video out. I was like, "Who is this guy? He is amazing." He's putting a video <laughs> out every single day and just going through all the logical fallacies. Um, yeah, I had a lot of respect for him. Uh, yeah. Well, you should be you should be proud of yourself too. Like you're doing an amazing job. Your your channel is pretty awesome, and like like I said, you're inspiring a lot of people too. Like I I I've heard about your name before, but then I've never watched any of your videos. And then I started like I started binge watching your videos, and I'm like, damn! I'm like, that's the kind of street interviews I want to do. That's that's how I want to like do it. And I kind of took some of those tips, and like I started using them in the outreach on the AV cubes. Uh, because I usually would go and just film. Because I, I was having a little bit of like social anxiety, like I don't know, I didn't want to deal with assholes, um, but it was all just in my head. Because I, once I started like just having the conversations, being chill about it, like I, I knocking on wood, I haven't had a bad conversation yet. Like nobody's been one of those assholes always. Well, carnivores or lions, so like I haven't had any of that yet. I had one guy kind of, but I was able to turn it around. But everybody that's stopped at the av cubes that i've attended to like they just see this they're like horrified by it start the conversation and then everybody's been really positive and they're like yeah i i literally want to sign up for the vegan 22 i want to make a change like this this has to stop so it's been really really positive so thank yeah. you as well for the inspiration oh it's yeah it's, it's great to to know that uh you know my 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 back catalog people are still watching it now or my old videos and stuff um which is kind of cool you know i still want to progress and do better every time i do a video i want to it shows though i like i've seen some of the old ones and then like i've seen the most recent ones and you can tell like the you've like i said you've gone so much better to uh speaking to people like i don't know i i really really enjoy them I think it's really important as well to just do what you can. Don't be scared or shy or don't don't get anxious about, oh, is, am I going to be good enough? Just do it anyway. Do what you can because what other choice have we got, you know? We, we need everyone to get – we need every single vegan to get out there and do something. If every single vegan got out there and did just their bit, whatever that is that they can do, think how much change that would make, like, overnight. Exactly. If everyone got out there and did something, even just um, giving out a flyer or, yeah. you know. Even with the food, doing recipes, like that's why I kind of, I, I had a different channel that it was kind of like vegan branded, but then I decided to kind of bosh that and just keep the one that I have. So mine is like going now through like, I show the drumming video, so I'm still kind of uh, grabbing some of the the music people and maybe that will lead them into seeing some of the other videos and plant seeds um and then i do a little bit of yeah like the av cubes i do a bit of the the vigils um doing this podcast so i'm like trying to do a little bit of everything and that way i can like have a broad like net where i can catch people and get them into our our uh vegan side cool um okay a million dollar question is it hard to be vegan do you know what it's <laughs> i don't even <laughs> think about it anymore like it's right? nothing to really think about it's i just i don't wake up and think 
oh, I'm vegan today. Like, how how am I going to get through the day? <laughs> like, maybe I did at the start because I was didn't really know what to eat at the start because I didn't have any resources. Mm-hmm. There was there were some things on YouTube, but it was more freely Endurian rider kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I just eat normal foods. It's just the vegan versions of my favorite food. The hardest thing about being vegan, I would say, is talking to people about veganism. And that's not really a problem for me now these days either. So no, it's not hard to be vegan. It's just, <laughs> I just eat food <laughs> like every yeah. other normal person. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. A lot, I don't know why people think that it's going to be difficult and like, it's the easiest thing. And coming from somebody like me too, that I never ate vegetables. I was almost an anti-vegetable person. Like I was just eating a lot of cheese and, and meat and like, I wasn't healthy at all. And I never liked to cook. And then the transition like of enjoying cooking enjoying eating so many good vegetables and fruits and like i find it too i'm more adventurous too with the food i eat as before i had kind of like my the thing that i liked and i always ate it like every day now i'm like i'm i'm like oh let's try this try this wow that's made out of what like it's so like i find that it's so awesome like every time i'm like trying something new and i'm like god damn it i'm like i wish i i i, I, yeah. I wish i was vegan like all my life because there's such good food out there i i definitely know that my taste buds have changed so much since going vegan and now i notice when i eat junk food mm-hmm. it's, it's not good it like destroys my mouth yep. um i love healthy healthy food it's just so much more tasty to me these days i love it i feel just better myself, healthier, I feel younger. So really veganism is easier than being non-vegan for me because I don't have any joint problems anymore from exercise or anything like that. I don't have inflammation. I don't wake up bunged up every day from all the dairy that I was consuming Mm -hmm. before. I don't have brain fog like I used to from, I will if I eat junk food because you can still be junk, eat a lot of junk food vegan. Yeah. You have to be careful, but yeah, it's, I think it's easier to be vegan. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Like that, that was one of my worries too. Like I was like, everybody says, I thought it was going to be hard and especially because I'm like, oh, I don't like vegetables. So I don't know what I'm going to eat. But then like, once you start feeling and so good and you wake up with energy, like my stomach hasn't hurt once since I went vegan, like as before I would wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I should have not ate that or just felt like shit every day, like low energy. My depression was through the roof, panic attacks, anxiety. Like that's, I'm not saying that veganism cured it, but for sure, like it helped keep it under control. And like, I I wake up with, with energy, even if, even if I feel a little down just from the reality of the world and shit is happening to animals or whatever, like I'm able to channelize that and, make it a positive thing like okay well if you're if you woke up angry or you woke up sad today let's go make a video let's do something that would help towards stopping that yeah absolutely and another thing i would add to that is you don't really know you're sick until you're well sometimes and that's what it was like i know i keep talking about like how good i felt when i went vegan no it's true now it's 
now it's like I, I don't I feel normal it's not like I wake up and I feel amazing every day I just feel yeah. like a normal this is my normal kind of plateau now yeah but um yeah I didn't know I was sick until I got better yeah in Basically, contrast yeah. with with how you felt before and like how I felt before yeah it's like you I thought it was normal to wake up feeling like shit I'm like well that's just yeah. how it is like what am I gonna do right yeah. Yeah, I actually feel younger now. I'm 35 than I did when I was late 20s. I, I agree 20s with that too. Even. I'm 32. Like, mm. I'm 32, and definitely, I like. I feel like I'm, I'm like in my 20s. Like I just turned 22 instead of 32. Vegan gains, baby. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, uh, on your AV conversations or your street interviews, which is there one conversation that you can say it was one of the best ones, one that stayed in your mind because it was just so positive or, or very awesome? There's nothing that really sticks out because I have so many. Um, I've had quite a few recently where it's just been so easy for people just to make the connection haven't really needed to do very much work other than just prompt them with just maybe two or three questions amazing really basic simple stuff you don't really need to go into any great detail i think the the simpler you can the simpler language you can use and the the bare minimum of questions that you can use the more the the better the effect yep so um just Maybe recently I saw there was a couple in Cambridge and I just asked them, they just saw the footage and they just thought it was disgusting. I asked them, do you agree that animal cruelty is wrong? Yes, of course. Um, is there a humane way to kill an animal that doesn't want to die? No, of course not. Yeah, you can see them thinking about it like, hmm, no, yeah, you're right. It's just as simple as that, just like two or three questions. Do you think it's, um, do you think you need animal products to survive or to be healthy? they think about it they from that point they say things like well what about protein what about iron what about b12 and then you just educate them it's just as easy as that and yeah those conversations are the best um yeah <laughs> is there one that you maybe remember that was really really bad or just <laughs> you just kind of like lost it or you like fuck yeah, there's been a few that I haven't uploaded actually, and I don't. Know, I'm debating whether to do so or not. Um, probably will do. Maybe I might do like a montage of bad the moments worst. because yeah. I think just for dramatical effects, because pure entertainment mm -hmm. <laughs> factor. Uh, the one that sticks out in my mind though was a couple of years ago where I did. Uh, I did a clip for Plant Based News. Okay. I don't know. Do you know Plant Based News, yeah, the, yeah. the channel? Yeah, for sure. And so I went out into my city and I can't remember the question I asked now, but it was to do, it was some kind of news article I was asking the public about um, animal rights. And the girl, that, there, was a, there was a gang of girls that I was talking to. And one of the girls, she was saying, after all we talked about she said yeah that's fine but i'm still gonna go home and eat chicken tonight and that just like triggered me i was like right <laughs> i said i said do you prioritize taste over like you prioritize taste over life then don't you and she was she went to take a sip of her starbucks 
uh, frappe or whatever it was. And yeah. you could just see her going like that and then putting it down again and thinking. And she's like, well, I don't think that's a fair question. But yeah, if you put it that way, yeah, all right, I do. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you still, you still turned it a, around. It, yeah. It was such a kind of cinematic moment. You know, you have those moments that kind of live on forever because they're just like everything was just perfect kind of thing. And it's, yeah, I don't really get very many moments like that, but I just love watching that scene back because it was, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. I think you should make the montage with the the worst moments of the AV. It's still, it's, it still yeah. shows people how like, because at the end of the day, when you watch those videos, you see how some people are just ridiculous on the, on the answers they give on the way that like they try to argue against it. And you see yeah. them getting angry because you know deep inside they're feeling like a hypocrite and they're just projecting, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes you'll be doing everything right. You'll be using the Socratic method. You'll be just asking them questions uh, in a friendly manner. And I've had a couple of situations, it happens really, really ra rarely, where people are just, they just get really triggered mm -hmm. and they respond by telling you that you're you're doing it your your activism isn't working and you're doing it all wrong and you're making them feel bad and making them feel guilty and stuff like this yeah i've had that a couple of times which can kind of demotivate you a little bit but you get you have to get over it and just think to yourself well i've had so many good conversations and so much good is coming out of this just need to get over it and move on. So well, I've had lots of conversations too. There's a reason why they're feeling bad. Like, and for all you know, they might go home and they they'll keep whether it's because they're angry, they'll keep replaying that conversation. Maybe like I think as a a reverse inception too. Like it's just it's gonna be drilling themselves too, and then maybe the seed will slowly yeah. start growing. Maybe next time they go and buy something, be like, oh, I remember that girl. I remember that guy that told me this. Yeah, uh, but then maybe they're like, uh, maybe they're maybe they are right. Like you never know. Maybe you'll get a message from one of those people in a few years. Be like, hey, remember me? I was really <laughs> to go. I'm vegan now, by the way. Well, it's interesting because you know I I'm not perfect, and some days I have bad days, and I just take it out on people <laughs> I meet at AV events. Damn carnage. You know, I, I do, and I just I just go into debate mode, and I'll come on like, come on, debate me then, bro. Debate me. Do you know what I mean? I just go into that kind of mode. And that's when I know I have to sort of reset and think, right, what's my intention here? Why do mm -hmm. I, how do I want this to play out? And how do I want it to end? And do I want them to leave with a card or do I want them to leave telling me off or telling, you know, shouting yeah. at me and walking away enough? <laughs> um, so yeah, you, it's hard sometimes, but you just have to change your attitude and just trying to, ground yourself i guess that's why it's good to being part of uh like uh, ask yourself discord and stuff that you're able to kind of do that type of debates where they can get a little yeah. more heated and it's more you can let yeah. out some Balance steam out. There. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. you know when you go to the street yeah you have to be a little more compassionate more chill like yeah because because sure. everyone thinks i'm such everyone thinks i'm really kind and compassionate and Everyone thinks, oh, she's like the sweetest person. <laughs> but really, in my mind, sometimes I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> that's, yeah, on the Discord, you can just slay people. Yeah. That, that's a good thing. Yeah.
<laughs> um, okay. Uh, doo -doo -doo. So if you want to maybe switch a little bit more into like tips for people to that, maybe vegans that are not active, maybe have been thinking about it, but they're not sure. Um, do you have some tips for people to start being active? Uh, yeah, I guess find some local events in your area. There's going to be tons of things on Facebook groups that you can join and make friends with people and get into a community of other vegan activists if you want to get active and just go along to some events and just you don't have to go there with the intention of talking to anyone or doing anything just show up and shadow people and just listen to the conversations and see what they do and just take baby steps into it because that's how I started out I didn't know what I was doing I just knew that I had that intention I need to do something I had just I needed to do something because my otherwise like my life was just going to get worse and worse mm -hmm. so I, I had to do it for my my own benefit really um so just yeah I would say just uh find something that you can go along to that you can shadow people and then decide what you're going to do from there and just maybe set yourself little goals each time you do something mm -hmm. for me what I did is I started talking to people but I gave them a picture of a vegan sidekick picture it was yep. said like yeah I don't know if you've seen that video where it's oh the, the guy the with, the, dog. with the dog yes 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 I love that yeah and I did that because the picture explains everything you don't need any words to explain the picture the picture mm -hmm. speaks for itself it screams hypocrisy and that was a good way for me to show people reflect their own hypocrisy back to them but without telling them they're a hypocrite nice to see how they react to it and i i said to myself i don't even need to i'll just ask them what does this picture mean and i don't have to ask them any questions i could just leave it as that mm -hmm. and just film that and that'll be that'll be the video but naturally I did start I did start asking questions about it. It just flowed. Mm -hmm. And I found actually I got I gained more confidence by starting just setting myself really low goals, you know, like low, low bar stuff, and then progressing from there. Nice. Yeah, and people should like be aware that like you don't you don't have to do all kinds of activism. I know I have a lot of people in the community that they're not able to do vigils, just they, they think it's, they're too empathetic and they're like, I, I would just be crying the whole time. And that's fine. They do a lot of outreach like at AV cubes. And even if you go to a cube, like just as simple, like as being the one holding the sign of truth or holding one of the, the, the screens with the mask, like that is helping. And then being there, you can hear the conversations. And then when you feel a little more comfortable, then you can shadow one of the outreachers that have more experience and then slowly start getting into it. If that's something that you feel comfortable with, other people can do like they're great at cooking, share vegan food, share vegan recipes, uh, talk about like the vlogs of what I ate in a day, like um, more in the health side. Some other people can do like uh, girls, especially like talk about makeup, talk about cruelty free items. So, uh, um, there is, that's the, that's the beauty of the community and the movement that there's lots of aspects and there's always something going on. And even if you don't, if you live in a city that maybe is not as active, there's not a many vegans, like 
you can start your own shit too. Look at, I showed you the video uh, of Liberate that started here in Toronto. Like instead of waiting for a DXC event where there's a lot of people, grab a friend with a camera and tell him to film and go on your own and do your spiel. Uh, like we're, we're actually going to shoot another one next week uh, at a mall. <laughs> so that one's oh, going wow, yeah. to be a little, he, he, he was going to wait for that one like maybe in a few months but he's like no screw it we're we're doing the big one so oh great stay yeah tuned for that. I, that that one's gonna be epic yeah i love that video i want it, it's, it's inspired me to want to start doing yeah, something like that i think that's gonna be my next kind of thing that i want to develop into but it scares the hell out of me but oh same that, that's the thing about activism it really puts you out of your comfort zone which is character building mm -hmm. and for me that is so important to me uh the self-development stuff and activism has allowed me to to build my character in that way uh so i think moving forwards yeah i'd like to do more direct action kind of stuff it's i, I feel like it's not really me but it could be i could put my own stamp and my own style yep. into it uh yeah i i have a megaphone i've never used it <laughs> <laughs> so it's a small one it's not very loud it's not like glenn goldberg's right. uh, thunder, <laughs> thunder thunder power 1200 or whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> no that, that would be really cool to see and yeah it can be like it can be something small like going into a, a kfc some plays a mcdonald's something and just saying something for a couple minutes and then just walking out you never know what's gonna happen uh, i remember two other guys did a solo disruption they went into a dairy queen which is uh, like an ice cream place here and they just went in and they're taught, saying some stuff about dairy uh, yeah. one of them the other one was filming and literally like most people are just kind of like whatever shut up guys um then some guy like walked in stopped listened to like 30 seconds of what they were saying and then he's like yeah. he turned around and he's like okay yeah i'm not eating ice cream today and wow, then they, yeah they stopped him outside and he's like why why did you why did you turn around and he's like well you guys made me think about it and like i didn't know this and so it works even if it's one person yeah. you, you don't know how one person is gonna affect other people they go home they maybe go vegan down the line and then they turn people vegan like it all spreads for sure yeah, and I don't know how many videos you've seen on my channel, but about a year or two ago or a year and a half ago, there was a guy that I went to go and see in London, another YouTuber uh, by the name of Danny Shine. And I think I've what seen he that one. Okay, what he does is he goes out in London and he complains about things in general on the megaphone. Nice. And he does it in a way that draws a lot of attention to himself where the police will come and tell him off. But then he'll just talk to them on the megaphone, like, are you gonna arrest me? What am I doing wrong? I'm just talking to people <laughs> in the street on my megaphone, just complaining about things in general. He'll do stuff like go into supermarkets and read poetry really loudly and stuff like this about, I don't know, he'll just read excerpts from 1984 and stuff like that. Uh, just general disruption to see people's reactions to it and stuff. That sounds uh, awesome. Just, and um, so, me and my friend we went to go and see him and we we tried it i read a book really loudly in a bookstore and my heart was like oh my god what am i doing yeah and it, I, I just loved it um and since then we because we knew that he was vegetarian and we spoke to him 
about his son who was vegan, a ten year old his ten year old son at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, we talked to him a bit. He's vegan now. Nice. He's vegan and he's talking about it on the megaphone. Awesome. And he's done it at uh do you know Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park here in England? Uh, it's quite famous where you, people can go and they'll hold a sign and they'll just talk to the public about a subject and then the public interact. It's yeah, it's a really cool place. He he talks about veganism there. And yeah, so he's kind of inspired me a bit to get into the megaphoning kind That's of side awesome. of things, but <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if I'll go free for it. I need to take baby steps into it, I think. Yeah, I started like maybe at a, at a small shop where you might not go by very often and then scale it up. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little shy too. So I'm like, I don't know about that. Even when my friend was doing the one at Whole Foods, like my heart was pounding too. I was just waiting for a security guard to like grab me and like get the hell out of here. But yeah. It was weird. Like nobody stopped us. There was some guy that he just he was standing behind me and he was just like listening to the whole thing. Some of the workers just kind of looked at us and they're like, uh, they, they we've disrupted so many times that one location yeah. too, like with big groups too, that they're like they kind of expect it every so often. But yeah, some of the workers like looked at us and they're like, uh, eh. not until we started like moving a little bit, one of them like oh, you guys gotta go. And we're like, Yeah, no problem. Then we started chanting on the way out. Yeah. Not un- not until we got to like the escalator. That's when I noticed that there was a security guard behind me, but he never even said a word. He was just making sure that we left. That was all. I remember one time when me and Ed were in the Camden Market, and there's a a, a fur vendor there. I think it's closed down now nice. due to public reaction to it, which is good. And we went in there, and Ed started giving the the. The, the shop owner some grief about the fur and like where, where does this come from do you what what animals were killed for this this that and the other and and the vendor was just like get out get out he called security straight away <laughs> and the security guard sort of didn't march us away but it said oh yeah you need to to leave but the security guard was on our side and we were nice. just all the way going out of the uh the camden market we were talking we were chatting to the to the security guard about veganism. I gave him a vegan chocolate bar and <laughs> Ed nice. gave him a leaflet or something. It was great. <laughs> that's awesome. Too. So yeah. No, that's good. Even like even with the cops, we've noticed a little bit of a change. Like they come just to make sure that things don't get violent or whatever, but they don't like today the one of the guys, he was being a bit of a dick and he was taking down some of the posters we we're putting in a in like a city poll. Um and then like some people are getting triggered, but then I guess he's the one that called the cops. So it was like three cop cars that showed up and and we're like, well, we're not being violent. We're almost done. We're just here. They're like, okay, we just want to make sure like we don't, we have no problem with what you guys are doing. Like keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Just make sure that nobody like call names to the workers here or harass. And we're like, no, we're not doing that. We're here just to say our, our thing. And like, we're not here to attack them. We're attacking the, yeah. the concept of the industry and whatever they're doing not people specifically but some of them are like they always yell at like oh go get a job and blah 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 like there's other issues but like they always try to turn it around because they know like they're they're contributing to something that's not good and it's cruel as fuck yeah generally the the cops are fairly good at the saves like they understand why you're doing it because you generally get the same ones every time it's only mm-hmm. the ones that Maybe they're new to it. They have 
a lot of judgment about the activists yeah. and stuff but the ones that see you every, all the time like they they know and they've been spoken to so many times about veganism that they yeah they're nice to, they, to yeah. us <laughs> yeah it's only it's only the the media perception of vegan activists particularly in the uk is mm-hmm. they have this they they they're painting vegan activists as some kind of domestic terrorists or something like this um especially with i don't know if you've followed uh, Joey since he's been here in the, in the media yeah and how he's been portrayed with um what's his name Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you're not a baby yeah. cow, bro. That was that yeah. was the most epic thing. Yeah. But yeah, he was he was just trying to attack his character and like, oh well, you did this back in the day and you said this like, yeah, in the past, and I don't advocate for that anymore. That's like he kept, but he kept going to that. But oh, that so ridiculous, like <laughs> he's, he's a clown. Piers Piers is a is a clown for sure. Yeah. So. That's how the media portray vegan activists in this country. It's it's getting better, but it doesn't actually have anything to do with the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. The police don't really have any problems with us. Yeah. Um, and even to the the farmers, really, some of them just try and argue and stuff, and yeah. some of them do get aggressive, like we've seen with that farmer who tried to jump out of the car and yeah. punch Ed and. <laughs> Of all yeah. people, Ed, too. Like, no, we we had a actually last cube. There was one guy that, yeah, he started like he was trying to make a scene. He's like, "Oh, you guys are you hate farmers and like, well, farmers are helping you, but you're trying to attack us. You're trying to make put us out of business." And we're like, "Dude, no! Like, we're not saying go out of business. Maybe switch to something that's plant based. Mm-hmm. We want you to still have a job. Imagine you're gonna save money. It's gonna yeah. be." easier for you to produce this stuff so why not do it yeah and what they don't understand is that veganism is a principled argument not just a pragmatic argument so we're not saying we want we we're not vegan because we want to put vegan uh farmers out of business we're vegan because we're against animal cruelty yeah you know so that's the principle of it just hard for them to understand but um yeah i think i think joey is quite good at explaining it to to farmers i've seen him you know yeah I mean, I've, just... I've enjoyed his his um his tv appearances and stuff and like it's just you can tell that he he always stands his ground too like he doesn't matter what they're saying he he's there with a with a concrete very straightforward yes. message and doesn't matter like he's just kind of dodging the bullets matrix style and like no this is what it is yeah he stays really on point really um on the subject doesn't let people dodge yeah uh, or try to veer it yeah. a different way yeah try and weasel out of argument stuff no he keeps them right on point and he's unapologetic which i think is really important mm-hmm. you should never apologize for speaking up for the victims definitely yeah, that's a very good point. yeah never apologize for that and, and never apologize when people get upset about seeing the if you're um av or doing anything like this don't don't apologize to people about what they're seeing tell them that what they're seeing and how they're reacting to it is a normal rational response to cruelty yeah make them understand that cool i think that's important um okay if you uh can would you give us a bit of a quick kind of like workshop on the street interview or outreach at cubes uh I know you use uh, what you called it. Uh, what is it? The Socratic uh, 
Um, Socratic method? Yeah. Yeah. If you can give us a rundown Sorry. for people that don't know, even myself, like I, I've heard about it, but I don't know exactly what it what entitles. So, okay, a Socratic method is where you ask questions, uh, open-ended questions, so not just questions that require a yes or a no answer, but you will propose you will just propose um, something to them first. So there'll be something on the table that you're going to discuss. So in this instance, it's animal cruelty. Um, and then you'll you'll get their perspective on it first. So you, you need to listen, to, you need to actually listen to them, um, actively listen to someone rather than just thinking about what you're going to say to them next. Mm -hmm. So to establish what their beliefs are on a subject, and then you can break down their belief system by asking them wh why they think in that way. So why they believe what they believe and how they, the very important thing is how did they come to that conclusion? Because not a lot of people know how they came to a conclusion. They just believe something without knowing why they believe it. Like there's no, there's no back story to it. They just, they just believe it. And once they understand that, oh, wait a minute, how did I come to this conclusion? Why do I believe this? I've got no sort of framework for for believing in this thing. And that's where the questions come into it to to break down that that conditioning. You know, it's making people understand that they have been conditioned since birth to believe that it's okay, it's necessary, it's natural um, to eat animal products. And they've they've never questioned it throughout their whole lives. So... Yeah, just that's the Socratic method. I don't know if I've explained that very well or whether you know, understand sure. how that works. But yeah, I know for sure I do. So it's basically asking them questions to lead them to the logical conclusion of their own belief system. Yeah. Um, so what, like, what's your what your approach when you start the street interviews? Do you like how do you pick the people that you're going to talk to? What are you thinking before you approach somebody? Like, what's your method before you you start shooting one of those videos? I try not to think about it too much. I, I feel like if I overthink what I'm going to say or how I'm going to approach them, then it doesn't go too well. Mm -hmm. The best conversations are just when I just don't think about it. I just talk to the first person I see. Um, anonymous of the voice, the, the Cube of Truth events have, have really helped me with that because you have to talk to anybody that's been standing there watching the footage yep. regardless of who they are their background race gender everything you just will talk to that person because they are reacting to what they're seeing on the screen so um yeah the the method is try and be friendly to them first so just just uh, just normal natural like hey how are you how are you doing because uh, then they know that you're not a threat to them. You're mm -hmm. not just going to bombard them with stuff. So always think, okay, how would I like to be approached? What would be not a weird way of somebody approaching me? <laughs> True. <laughs> um, and then I would then ask, well, have you seen this kind of footage before? Have you seen anything like this before? And normally people, quite a lot of people say, yeah, they have actually these days on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just ask them, well, how do you feel about it? How does this make you feel? Well, I'll give them a little bit of education first. So I'll say, well, 
just to give you some context, we're showing uh, in 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 my case a UK industry standard uh, slaughterhouse and farming practices. And we're showing RSPCA approved, red tractor approved. We're showing the free range animals. We're showing the high welfare animals, the organic animals. They all go to the same slaughterhouse like you're seeing on the screen here. How do you feel about it? And that really opens up a good conversation from there. Um, nine times out of 10, people don't agree with what they're seeing yeah. or they don't agree with animal cruelty. When you ask them, do you think that animal cruelty is wrong? Um, and then it's just a case of, well, do you think that there is a good way to to kill these animals who don't want to die? And then it's just a case of, can you, you know, they'll say, yeah, I think there is, maybe we could do it in a better way, in a way that doesn't cause them any pain or suffering. And then I'll just say, well, can you describe that to me in detail? What does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> and that really gets them going like, oh, God. They don't, when they start describing it, it makes them feel uncomfortable. And you can yep. see that in their face. You can see how uncomfortable they're getting. That's something that you can work with because then you can say, why does that, why do you feel uncomfortable about describing that to me? You know, would you think that would be a good way of killing an animal like a dog or a, a cat, a dolphin, a species like that? And then, you know, what is the difference between all those species? Is there anything that separates? those species um, that would justify the difference in treatment. Just breaking it down like that, just, yeah, that really gets people thinking. Do you apply the, questions. Do you apply kind of like the name to trade uh, into this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, I don't really have to use the name to trade argument too much in street activism because it never really needs to get that far. Yeah. yeah never really does because people are far more willing to accept what they're seeing as the truth and they're already thinking about it anyway so they don't really have that many excuses it's normally a case of them asking uh genuine questions about okay where do i get my protein from what about the health implications of going vegan is veganism isn't convenient or it's it's ex too expensive all these all yep. these kinds of questions which th those are the kinds of questions where you know they're taking veganism seriously and they're just asking genuine questions because they don't know where to get their protein from on a vegan diet yeah. so it never really needs to go to the name the trait argument but it can be a useful way to um get people thinking about speciesism mm -hmm. about yeah about them asking themselves the question why do we treat these animals all these different species separately what is the difference between them because i wouldn't want to treat a dog in this way but is there a difference between a dog and a pig so, is there any kind of is there a moral distinction between a, a pig and a dog yeah so it can be it can be really handy but you don't need to say it in a way that you know, like ask yourself does. <laughs> yeah, no, that's you, know, you don't even, have to break it down that much, you know. Yeah, for sure. Even when he, he came to the AVQ, like I noticed that mm. he, he was doing the outreach and it wasn't like it, it was a different side of Isaac for sure. I'm like, oh, he, he's like being so nice and, and so yeah. like approachable and like it, it was kind of cool yeah. to see him in that in the light. Yeah, everyone thinks that he's 
going to be like the the logical robot in real life at, at, at an outreach event. He's no, he's just like a normal guy. Yep. Of course, he's going to talk. He's going to he's going to um, change his style of communication depending on who he's talking to. You yeah. know, like you you'll see him normally debating carnists that want to that have got issues of that want to talk about the philosophical arguments and stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're used to seeing from him, but you never see him. Uh, activism events you just think you just people just assume he's going to be going to debate mode with them but no of course not he's just going to adapt his communication style depending on who he's talking to yeah even with richard (laughs) even with richard vegan gains like people like i don't know people think that he's always angry or like he's no he was he's so nice he's very respect like he's decent he's very respectable like he's respectful he was talking to to at the cube. He was talking to kids. He was talking to like that. It didn't matter. And he's like, I don't know. It, it was really, really good to see this other side of them, like yeah. not the regular because, yeah, they see their videos and they think that they're always angry, especially Richard, that he's always snapping or like, oh, he's he's an asshole and like total opposite. That's like he's bringing humor and like this. This is a style of videos that he makes. But like he's yeah. just like anybody else. He's just a decent person and he's just trying yeah. to fight for animals like yeah exactly i'd love to meet those guys as well i'd love to come to canada and meet all the activists and all the youtubers um especially isaac and, and richard obviously because i've followed them for so long and yeah. i chat to them quite a lot especially isaac so you know in the discord yeah it would be cool yeah. to when you guys come do like a, a a big meetup go have some food and oh yes and film some stuff <laughs> yeah I uh, especially want to come to Canada because of the amount of good vegan food that you have there. And that Toronto stuff you is can't crazy. Get, you can't get any of the stuff in the UK. I'm so gutted that the Beyond Meat Burger, which I've been waiting for for years and years and years now, it seems, isn't yeah. now. It's been put on hold once again in oh, Tesco's no. because they actually can't produce enough to meet the demand so they've postponed the the date now which i'm gutted about i thought it was going to be any any day now but yeah here we uh a and w which is a, a burger joint um i think it's all yeah it's all across canada they they they're uh they have the the beyond meat burger and it's like they've been selling out too just because people are like going crazy for it but it, it's good to see a big chain of what we used to consider uh just a big carnist uh chain of uh burgers that they're they they know where things are going and they're given an option. Like it might not there was a little bit of an issue here with vegans, especially because they're like, oh well, it's not vegan. This well, like it's not meant special like directly for vegans. It's an option f- to show carnists and people that are not vegan too that they don't have to eat meat, that it does taste good, that there is options and it it's a good transition, right? Oh yeah, that's such a problem that I have with especially a lot of people that comment carnists that comment on my videos and things they'll say why do you eat uh fake meat and products that taste and look like animal products that's not vegan they somehow think that's not vegan and they're trying to paint a picture like you're a hypocrite because you're you're replicating animal products it's like no i i didn't go vegan because I didn't like the taste of meat and dairy and eggs and stuff. That's not the reason. I I, I love the taste of meat. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. And I really 
I really I really miss the taste of fish. I haven't found any products that replicate that. Mm -hmm. There is more now, but um, I don't feel guilty for eating the the mock the mock meats and the burgers and the not at all like, the sausages and stuff like that. I love it. They're delicious. I, I'm not, and... I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too right. And they're they're really good options to like at the beginning, especially. Uh, to help you transition and not get the cravings that maybe you you might feel from from cheese or from meat and like who cares it tastes good it's it's plant-based it's it's good do you guys have um what's this brand gardein in the uk um not yet i think it i think it might have come out recently in sainsbury's okay but i think it's uh, the chicken strips, and I think it still has egg in it or something. Oh. But I haven't seen, I haven't been to that supermarket. Uh, it's only in like bigger stores to to check it out. So I don't think so. But I've heard a lot about Gardein. Yeah, hopefully you guys get them. Like they're they're amazing. Like and they have a lot of good options. That will be the one that uh, their fish cutlets or whatever it is. Like they it actually tripped me out. Like I, I had them and I'm like. Is this really not fish? It's like it, it was really good. Like I know you guys love like fish and chips. Like this will be the yeah. thing that no, like you will give it to somebody without knowing, and they're they'll be like, oh my god, that was great. That was vegan, by the way. What? Like really, really good. Yeah, yeah, I do miss the the the, the flavor and the texture of the fish. Mm -hmm. So yeah, these these products are just so they're just so clever. The way that they can replicate the fa the flavor and the texture. It's, it's great and they're getting cheaper now as well yeah so. that's the thing like demand yeah. keeps going up and people like not just us vegans but like non-vegans are starting to incorporate them into their diet just because they know it's healthier like it's still yeah. it's not the healthiest but it's still a better option than what you're having and yeah. no animal had to die which is yeah and it tastes amazing like the, the the products are getting so good now that it's a lot easier to to sell veganism to people based on the standard of the the products like how much they've changed over the years like four and a half years ago it was difficult to eat, to get vegan ice cream anywhere couldn't mm -hmm. find it anywhere now when i go to sainsbury's they've got like a whole freezer section of different vegan ice creams and all the flavors yeah it's like even the supermarket that i usually go to uh it's called no frills here um and the only thing that I was able to get there was like tofu. And then slowly they brought the daya, uh, the daya cheese, and then I'm like, okay, that's cool. Uh, then they started bringing more stuff. Now the garden stuff are there. They have the the, the pizzas now. Uh, they're like slowly bringing it in. And I'm I, I also too I've had some good conversations as I'm cashing out with the cashiers and with even people that are like behind me, like. I just kind of strike up a conversation being a being a bit of a smart ass. I'm like, then they say vegan is expensive and they, they kind of look at my total and they're like, they look at my stuff and they're like, oh damn, yeah, that's there's that looks really healthy and it, yeah, it is cheap. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like I don't know why people think that it's expensive. I'm like, look, you guys have these options here. The cashiers are like, oh my god, how are they? I'm like, oh, this this chicken, yeah. the, the crispy chicken from Gardena. I'm like, they're delicious. You should try. They're like, I think I'm gonna grab one today. I'm like, there you go. So yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah, it's always good. I even I noticed too with people that know you, um, they they're the ones that bring it up. 
usually like if if it's somebody that I've talked to to them about it and whether they were receptive or not as receptive, I kind of leave it alone. But I notice that people are like they look out for vegan stuff or they they're the ones that bring up the conversation like, oh, vegan this or I saw this thing or blah, blah, blah. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's so true. I, I, I'm never normally the one that brings it up. It's somebody notices that, I don't know, like at work, for instance, oh, you you can't eat this, can you? And I'm like, no, it's not that I can't, it's that I choose not to. And it's sort of, sort of they ask me questions based on that. Yeah. It's like, why is she saying this? Like, what's wrong with her? No, it's but, good. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm always like really uh, frank and honest about it, you know, but I, I do it in a way that people just want to ask more questions about it. And, and there's always a case of, oh yeah, there's so many uh, vegan options now. There's, there's so many more vegan options on the menu all these restaurants that i go to it's like yeah you should try it <laughs> no so. and we can tell that it's it's changing so much there's a, a big chain of uh supermarkets here called metro and i've noticed they're like the milk the regular milk whatever dairy section just keeps shrinking and shrinking and now it's all like yeah. million of plant-based and it's like right in the front even all the like there's a lot of uh north of the city here there's a lot of italians um and we've noticed the the older italians the the nonos and nonas they they're switching to almond milk because people are like realizing they're like well why am i gonna drink this thing that makes me feel like shit i'm getting old like it they can barely walk and like they start trying this almond milk or the or whatever soy milk and all this stuff and like the demand has gone up so much like it's yeah the, the future will be vegan for sure like, oh definitely for sure i don't people doubt it but i can see it i can i'm with joey like joey believes it and i think he's right you know like we need we need to have that kind of attitude yeah. i know it's 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 kind of it is based on f faith but i think you've got to have that energy that drive that positivity to inspire change you've got to believe it you've got to want it and I think we can all make a difference. Like I was saying, like if 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 everyone that's vegan just does something, just does their bit, because a lot of people they don't talk about it at all mm -hmm. because they're scared. Um, yeah, but imagine if we did. Imagine, right? Yeah, but that's their own that's their own problem. It's not your problem. Yeah. So you shouldn't worry about what anyone thinks about you because you're not going to change. Exactly. It's, it's the, yeah. So. No, I've noticed, yeah, I noticed there is a really big positive, like, change. And, like, even just last night, I was on, on my Instagram and I got a random message from a girl that I went to school. I haven't talked to her in, like, a year, probably. And she just sent me a message. She's like, hey, so I'm thinking of going vegan. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, just out of the, the sudden. And then it was, I think it was a video that I I posted on my Instagram. I have three Instagram accounts, but one of them, I, I usually put more graphic stuff. I haven't mm -hmm. in a while. And then last week or a few days ago, I put some graphic stuff and I think she watched one of those things and she's like, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I'm thinking of going vegan. I'm like, awesome. So, and that's another thing that made me realize like you need a little bit of everything. Some people might, might not want to see the slaughterhouse footage or the graphic stuff, but some people, all it takes is for them to see it once. And then they're like, shit i don't i don't want that to happen like yeah and and literally when you think about it it is a numbers game yep and the numbers game is literally you don't 
sometimes you don't have to do any work people will just make the connection there and then instantaneously others will go home and think about it more and go vegan others will take years and it will just be you've planted that one seed and it's going to take lots of seeds for them to do it and then eventually all the rest of the people that won't change will just change because everyone else is doing it and then you have a vegan world that's how it works yeah i've seen people too like they just from seeing my my transition and how I've changed in the last year, seeing how I look, my they knew that I was like I used to suffer from depression and all the stuff, and I I used to be like really bad with it. Um, and just from the change, they like they'll message me and they're like, "Dude, like you look happy now, and like you you seem more positive, yeah. you look better, like you look healthy." And I'm like, "Those vegan gains," and they're like. They're like, yeah, I, I should. Yeah, I'm thinking of cutting out meat. I'm thinking of this. I'm like, there you go. If you need any help, like, holla at me. Mm-hmm. I can I can hook you up with recipes, resources, whatever you need. So it, yes. it is easier to. And yeah, just by every day, you like learn new stuff. And it makes it way easier, like, to to just tell people how to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, there's no excuse anymore. Yeah, and I think it's important as well, if you're an activist, to really look after yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, take time for yourself because you're not going to do very good work if you, you're tired, you're run down, you, you've you kind of done too much, you've burnt yourself out, you know, really look after yourself as well. I think that's really important. Don't feel bad if you need to take some time out for yourself because ultimately in the long term, you're going to do better for speaking up for, for the victims ultimately. Yeah, for sure. Like I in the last in the last month, I've gone like pretty hard on on the activism. But then like last week was I was actually supposed to go to a cube. But then my mom messaged me and she's like, hey, do you want to go to a sanctuary with grandma? I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> it was a good break. Went over there, petted some cows, fed some goats like it was good. Like it was a beautiful day. And that just kind of like recharged me to to come back and I'm like, okay, I, I kind of had my, my happy moment. This is why I'm doing it for, it's good to, to see the, the happy animals. Like we're so used to just seeing the suffering. And then you go to a sanctuary, you see a happy cow, you see a happy pig, you, you, you interact with them and you're like, this is why we're doing it. It's for them. And it just, it may, it gives you this, like, it lifts you up. It lifts your spirit up. Yeah. You, you have to have meaning behind what you're doing ultimately it has to make sense and you have to have some kind of reward for doing what you're doing you know yeah like the people yeah shouldn't so feel, should bad feel bad about yeah yeah exactly they need to take a break bad. like oh go to a concert go watch a movie like take if you mm-hmm. want to stay home one night and just binge watch netflix like that's fine you need to still be happy and feel good about yourself like if yeah, because we see it. We see it a lot of people. Yeah, they go hard and they don't take that break. And then, yeah, they just, it, it gets you ill, like mentally, physically. Yeah. And then you can't do shit because then instead of just taking one day to get better or a day to not think about it so much, if you go too hard, then you're going to be looking at like three months or people even just stop doing it because they burned themselves out. Like, really yes. hard. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you don't want to be that person where you're more likely to be that angry yeah vegan, <laughs> you know no, that gets triggered that. yeah um what do you think of just uh, last couple of questions um yeah. 
What do you think about like all the kind of drama that's been kind of growing exponentially lately with within the vegan community? Other activists kind of criticizing the proper way to do activism or like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Like I even had some comments on um, on the video of the solo disruption. They're like, oh, well, how is yelling at people helping and blah, blah, blah. Like, why do you think this is happening and what do you think about it? So, um, do you mean any any kind of activism specifically? Uh, well, some people, some people like they consider that like doing like whether it's a DXC disruption or even like just protests where maybe you're uh, uh, like yelling. Some people, they everybody has like a criticism of every type of activism. I've seen people that think that AV cubes are mm -hmm. that they think that they're not effective, or they even just criticize like, oh, why do you have a mask and why don't they show their faces or like. I don't know, it, but I find it that there's been a lot of criticism within the vegan community, like vegans against vegans. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've I've not really come up against it a lot because I don't really involve myself mm -hmm. in a lot of the drama. I don't, for me, I have sort of come away from Facebook and Twitter quite yep. a bit, so I haven't really seen it, um, which I think is important for my own kind of sanity yeah. uh, because I really want to concentrate my energy into speaking up for the voiceless victims ultimately. So I don't know really like how to, I don't know what I think about it. Um, I guess if somebody was telling me that my activism wasn't effective, mm -hmm. then I'll, obviously I'd ask them, a lot of questions about that. Why would they think that was the case? And uh, what evidence do they have for that? Like, do they have any evidence for that? True. Probably not. I, I, I don't know. But um, I think that's how I would approach that. I know that a lot of uh, people say about the save movement, they have a lot of criticism for the save movement. Mm -hmm. They say things like, one of the things I hear a lot is the saves don't actually save animals right. so it's a stupid name things like that <laughs> um and i've heard people say that when we are bearing witness to the animals in the trucks that it causes them more distress right but that's i i feel like that's coming from the actual farming community yeah more than anyone else um so it's not so much vegans saying those kinds of things um yeah I, think it's, yeah, I think it's the industry is like actually scared that because the movement is growing and they start seeing that the numbers are growing. More people are coming to the vigils. Like the one where Earthly Ned was here, like there was a big, big crowd there that day. And they're they're used to maybe like the 10 people that come every every week to do the the ones normally. And then that day we had like probably over 50, close to a hundred people like mm. throughout the day. And um, so I think it it is that too. Like they they're trying to try to deter us from like keep doing it because they know that it is bringing change. It is mm. people making aware. Even just the people that are like driving, maybe people that drive by there every day, and they're like, "Why are those guys here every week with the signs?" Like, and you see like people honking, like giving the support. Now it's it it's it's growing. And then uh, also too, when there's those big ones, it brings in sometimes the media. Then it gets into yes. like 
the national news or the, the city news. It yeah. gets to the paper on to some of the blogs within the city. Like the whole thing with, uh, I don't know if you heard about Antler. There's a restaurant here in Toronto that, uh, that they've been doing a lot of protests outside and it, it's gotten a lot of criticism, but at the same time, like it's gotten a lot of media to create stories about it, which is bringing a lot of attention to the movement. And mm. whether it's coming from somewhat of a negative, like some of them have been negative or whatever, it, people look into it and then they see that like, we're not the weird ones. We're not the, the crazy ones. We're peaceful. We're just there to raise yeah. awareness. We're there for the animals. Like we're not attacking the, the people specifically. We're, we're attacking the industry. We're there to show yes. that it's the the yeah. the industry is the practices it's the the habits that they yeah. were against of not people doing it because if you were to ask me two years ago I, I was one of those people like exactly yeah 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 that's really important to remember that I I wasn't always vegan mm -hmm. and I thought it was normal to eat animals just like everyone else I was conditioned in that way you know so I think that's really important to to remind people of that but um, and also just going back to the the vegan sort of infighting thing yep. that we kind of touched on. I think with with that, I if anyone watching this that is sort of participating participating in that, I'd say please just think about get some perspective on things and put your differences to one side and let's all work together because we need to work together for anything to change. It's so important right now, I think, to to all come together. And wh why why do you need to why do we need to fight with one another? You know, it's, do you want to draw attention to that and for it to be kind of like a spectacle to the outside world, mm -hmm. or do we want to uh, do you want the image to be that we are working together and inspiring change? You know, yeah, so, we need to put the the egos up. At the ego, yeah. put the ego aside and realize that we're fighting for the same thing which is for the animals like if you have a problem with somebody specifically maybe talk to them about it but don't yeah like the whole bringing it out like spectacles like no that's it's it's not helping anybody especially not the the animals right yeah that's that's a, like an ego driven thing by doing that by yeah. I think focusing on your own victimhood rather than animals that are victims of, of their suffering is way worse than anything that you could say about other activists. <laughs> yeah, it could be jealousy too. Like some yeah, people, yeah. I don't know why they, they get jealous. Like sometimes they'll mention like, oh, look at some of the people like with their Patreons and stuff and they're like making all this money. Like that's good. Uh, yeah. that's the community supporting what they're doing because they're putting in the work they're the ones that are constantly speaking out for it and like there's oh, nothing gosh. wrong yeah. with somebody trying to so like support themselves so they can do it full time like i'm trying to build that up too and it's not because i'm like oh it's not like oh free money no um it's not people have to understand too it's like it's not something that it's fun to go do a bear with like bear witness it's not like we're having a blast it's work it's hard work it's hard work being there seeing the animals it's very emotional you're trying to keep it together and then for somebody like me i gotta come home and then go through the same footage for hours and days yeah. to make a video so it's not like i'm here editing 
being like, ah, ha, 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 dead animals. No, it's like, <laughs> it, it takes right. a toll. Like it's, it's yeah. hard work. It's, we're doing it because they need us, not because we're trying to make money. Like we're just trying yeah, to free up yeah. the time. Right. Yeah. And don't forget that the, the Patreon dollars, people give that to the activists voluntarily. It's not like yeah. this is, it's a voluntary basis. Do you know what I mean? They're not exactly. taking money from away from people. Yeah, people we're not tricking anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think we're getting to the end of this. Uh, last thing, if you can give a message for the non-vegans and then a message for the vegans that are watching this or listening to this podcast. So the message for the non-vegans would be um, if you have any consideration for animals whatsoever, then please maybe try the vegan 22 day challenge. Cause you might not think that you can be a vegan for the rest of your life. You may not think that you can give up the tasty burgers and the cheese and everything like this. You might think it's going to be, it's impossible, right? You might think it's, it's never, I'm never going to change because why would I, but when you start, asking yourself hard questions like, do I prioritize my taste pleasure and my pleasure overall over somebody else's life? And they are a someone, they're not just a something, they're a someone. Then that's a really difficult question to ask yourself. And most people wouldn't, you know, place their own selfishness over the life of an animal. <laughs> so, um, yeah, ask yourself some hard questions like that and really come to terms with it and then educate yourself if you can. There's a really good documentary called Dominion, which you can now rent yep. uh, for like three or four dollars. A dollar um, here in Canada. Yeah, yeah. And why not just try the challenge? Because it takes 21 days to to form a new habit. And usually a question that I like to ask people is, have you ever done a challenge in your life where you felt good that you achieved something afterwards? You felt like you've you've mastered something, you know? If you have, then why not do this? It's just another challenge. It's not that hard to do. It's just literally, it's just literally taking all the tasty foods that you love now and just veganizing them and see how you get on for 21, 22 days. So try that challenge. And there's um, a big bonus that you might just get healthier and live longer. Exactly. It's all good. It's a win-win. It's good for the animals. It's good for your health. It's good for the planet as well. Yep. So it's a trifecta, bro. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and the message for the vegans would be, please do something, do what you can. Um, any little thing that you can do, do it tomorrow, do it for the animals. So whether it be telling someone the reason why you're vegan, Maybe if you if somebody's asked you bef before and you have been too shy to to go into it, keep it really simple. Think, it, tell them what your vegan story is. Why the reason that you went vegan? What inspired you to to go vegan? Um, tell them about the food. Br bring in some uh, vegan food to work. Something like this. Just do, just do something tomorrow. Why not do something tomorrow? Just have a little goal and do it tomorrow. Sweet. <laughs> That's what I'd say to vegans. Thank you so much, Emma. Guys, check out Thank Banana you. Warrior Princess. I'm going to link up her Patreon, her YouTube, all her links. Check it out. Check her videos. Support her on Patreon if you're vegan and you believe in what we do. Uh, 
stay tuned. There's more episodes, more guests coming soon. Check out all the past in, in interviews and past episodes. Uh, this video is going to be on YouTube as well. And if you're listening, it will be available on anchor.fm. It will be available on Spotify, iTunes, Google, eight different platforms so you can listen in the go. And thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Emma. Thank you so much. Awesome. Peace out, guys. Go vegan. Vegan. <laughs>